I'm really excited to announce that I will be holding my first ever and highly curated group coaching program, Idea to Draft Accelerator. The program begins this September 2023, will run for six months, and I will be all in it with you. You'll have direct access to me and my team. We will meet twice a month for group coaching. You'll have step-by-step education to write your book, and I will be bringing special guest experts to answer your questions about all of the things that happen after the first draft. This is the first time I have taken my one-to-one coaching process and I have opened it up for a group. I have personally authored or ghostwritten 17 books over my 14 years in the publishing industry, and I have a wealth of knowledge not only on the book writing process, which is my core area of expertise, but also on building an author platform, publicity, marketing, all things books. If you are serious about writing a catalyst book, something that will help you achieve your big vision, whether that is making an impact with your story, launching a business, or scaling an existing business or brand, I want you in my program. You can learn more at stacyennis.com slash idea to draft. That's idea to T-O draft. Or just reach out to me, hello at stacyennis.com. I would love to support you on your author journey. Welcome to Beyond Better, a podcast that explores a simple but profound idea. We all deserve to live lives we love, and that includes our work lives too. I'm Stacy Ennis, an author and longtime location independent entrepreneur living in Portugal with my family of four. Join me as I talk business, location independence, writing, travel, and so much more, all focused on building a life that is beyond better. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 100. That is wild. It's crazy to think that I am publishing episode 100 of this podcast. And as I was preparing for today, I have a bunch of clips from the history of the podcast that I want to share with you. I was thinking about when I first started the podcast. So I'd been talking about it for some time, probably a couple of years, when Catherine, who's on my team, sent me a link to a podcast platform that was supposed to make it really, really easy to start and publish your podcast. And so I thought, okay, it's time to stop talking about this and start doing it. And so I recorded my first episode from my little upstairs office in Thailand, where I was living at the time, with my iPhone and my Apple headset, the the kind that plugs in, the little microphone on there. And I edited it right in the app, and I published it from there. And I remember just creating that and thinking, like, this probably isn't very good, but I'm just going to get started. And it's just evolved since then. I didn't know I would love podcasting as much as I do, but it's interesting that the work that I've done actually is perfect preparation for hosting a podcast. I've spent a lot of my work as a ghostwriter, as somebody who is interviewing people, pulling content out of them, 
and then crafting something out of that. So I've had to learn how to be a really great interviewer. I've had to learn how to create great content, which I've I'd already been doing for a long time before I started this podcast in my blog and work for clients. And so little did I know this was such a natural transition for me to move into hosting a podcast. And what's been cool about this is that it's also become a way for me to connect with you and to find people that really align with the message that I'm sharing and the guests that I bring on. It's been such a great way to attract the perfect, most wonderful clients in the world. I've been amazed at just the number of people that let me know that this has made an impact on them in some way. And I try really hard on this podcast to inform, so be really educational, provide information, but also just to share a little bit behind the scenes of what it's like to run a location-independent business, what it's like to write books, and just bringing on experts that I feel like are the best in the world. They're the best at what they do. And they have been amazing. And I've had such an amazing time recording my solo episodes, just like this one. My vision for this podcast is just to grow more and to reach more people. And in some ways, this is a little bit outside of my general work. You know, in my, the main work that I do is coaching growing authors and the podcast, yes, I do talk a lot about publishing and writing and all things book related, but it has this mission that's beyond that, that's connected to really creating a life you love. And so I want to reach more people with that, with that message and that mission. So we are really working to grow the podcast. If you are a loyal listener, one of the things that you can do to help is to rate and review the show. It makes a huge, huge difference in my ability to reach more people And so that's a big focus for us in the coming years, just getting the podcast out there, growing more listeners and creating a really, really high quality podcast. I really see this as an opportunity for me to put more goodness into the world, both the the content that I share, but a lot of it is the people that I have the honor of bringing onto the podcast. So without further ado, I want to share some of the top episodes that I've published throughout the scope of the podcast. And they have a good range. So I have selected some that are on publishing, some on our early time in Portugal, some on business growth, really a really wide range. So I'm going to start us today with an episode with publishing, or I should say an excerpt from an episode with publishing expert Jane Friedman. This was such an insightful episode, and it has been by far one of the most popular episodes that I've done. And I think part of it is because she does such a great job of laying out the different paths to publishing. We have a really honest conversation about the different options the authors have before them. And it was just fun to talk shop with her. So let's listen to a clip from episode 56, Determining Your Publishing Path with Jane Friedman. So the big mistake is thinking my book is for everyone or my book could help anyone. That is deadly from a marketing perspective. So you have to get more disciplined and focused and think about who is the person who will read this book and evangelize for it. Like their life will be transformed and they're going to help spread the word. That's the audience you want to focus on for your first steps. You need to reach those passionate people who can then be your army in spreading the word and helping sell the book. Cause most books don't get big 
or they don't have success until the readers start doing some of the marketing for you. I love this clip. It's so right on and it's such a powerful reflection for authors. A lot of times when I meet new authors, um, I think they have this expectation that because their message and their book matters to them, it will matter to other people too. And of course, that's what our goal is for it to connect with other people, but it has to get in their hands first. And so there really has to be an active role as a marketer of your message and having real clarity around who your reader is makes a massive difference in your ability to reach them. When I listened to this clip, I had this, I visualized uh, this joyful army marching behind an author and really this group of people that are supporting you every single step of the way. So I love this. I love this clip. And I hope if you're writing a book, it's really encouraging for you as you craft that book and market it and get it in the hands of your reader. Let's shift now to a solo episode that I did on the book writing process. And this is actually a webinar that I replayed as a podcast episode, but it's been a top listen for the podcast. It's been something that has really been practical and encouraging for authors. So let's listen to episode 65, You Author the Nonfiction Book Writing Process throughout coaching people and my own journey and watching people that I admire is that every good thing requires a hard and scary choice and showing up and, and getting this book done can be a hard and scary choice. Um, but on the other side of it is something you can be so deeply proud of and writing a book is not easy, but it is so, so worth it. Yes. It, this journey of writing a book, it can feel really hard. It can feel like a massive undertaking. I understand. I, I've done it myself 17 times working on number 18 right now and coached dozens of author uh, authors and impacted over 100 books in my nearly 14 years in this industry. And what I've seen in books, in business, in life is that the hard things are the things that really make a difference for us. They're the things that matter. I mean, think about it your education, maybe going to college, your relationships, your financial goals, all of those goals or um, milestones or things that you work toward, they can be really tough. There can be hard aspects of that. But reaching what you aspire to is, is beautiful and wonderful. And the journey of authorhood, when you can get to the end of that and say, I did that, like, I wrote that, that's my book. It's so incredible and so powerful. All right, let's listen to the next clip. This is an episode I did on the ups and downs of living in Portugal. And this was recorded right before COVID. So I'm going to play two clips back to back. Here's episode six, the ups and downs of living in Portugal. Another real challenge for me, especially as a location independent worker, as somebody who really, really heavily relies on the internet to to make a living has been the lack of reliable internet. Oh my goodness, that has been such a huge challenge. So where we live, currently fiber is not accessible everywhere. It is across the street from our neighborhood um, and it's in most of the city we're in. We're in a city, so we're not you know, out on a farm or anything. We're actually really right in a city, but the only 
unlimited internet we can get is too slow to have video conference calls. So we have to buy a box which has a certain amount of internet that runs out. It just like that stops working. And then we have to have these backup cards that we put into the modem to get new internet. I mean, it's, it's like living in the early aughts. It's wild. A little bit of a slow go for me with Portuguese. I know bom dia, I know boa tarde, uh, boa noite. <laughs> That's good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I know some basics, I know some foods, but sentence structure, no, nothing yet. It is definitely an area I want to focus on. So maybe in the future, I'll have that as an up because I speak Portuguese. That will be the goal. Oh my gosh. Those clips are a blast from the past. Uh, the internet, the internet, oh, it was such a pain when we first moved here and it was so frustrating. And as I mentioned in this clip, it would just go out. Suddenly I would be on a call and then it was just gone. Thankfully, not too long after I recorded this episode, they installed fiber. So I now have nice and fast internet. However, this week alone, we've had a power outage, the internet. I had all these internet problems yesterday when I was trying to meet with a client. So we still have some things that are not ideal. Um, however, the vast majority of the time, the internet works fine. Uh, we normally don't have frequent power outages. So these are just annoyances, but they're nothing like what they were. And certainly nothing like when we lived in the Dominican Republic and the power would go out every day. So it's been, it's been better. I'll say it's been better. Um, and on the language, I'm, I'm sorry to say I'm not as far along as I would like to be. Although I understand a lot of Portuguese now. I don't understand hundred percent. I would say depending on context, somewhere between 50 and 70%. Sometimes it's lower if I don't understand the context or I don't understand a lot of special language but I understand a lot and I've been able to navigate situations only in Portuguese. Not too long ago, I did a visa appointment for our family only in Portuguese. Um, I'm sure I sounded terrible. My expressive language is not great, but I can understand a lot. So that's, that's good. I'm getting there, but I really should have made more progress by now. And it's a big goal of mine this coming year to learn I did hear somewhere that Portuguese is the second hardest language in the world to learn. I should fact check that, but I believe it without, without fact checking it. All right, let's listen now to, those are some downs. Let's, let's listen to an up clip. All right, let's talk lifestyle. This is probably one of my very favorite things about living in Portugal and especially in Southern Portugal fitness, healthy food, access to nature, the two hour period in the middle of the day when everybody just chills out and eats lunch. I mean, amazing. There is value placed on health and wellness here that I don't see in other parts of the world. I think it's maybe a European thing. I don't know, but I like it. Yes, I will thumbs up the lifestyle still. I would say it's even better for me now than it was when we first moved here. I think for me, it's been such a good counterbalance from the American hustle culture that I grew up in. And the European lifestyle is much more 
I would say spacious and there's more time off and, you know, family time is, is really, really valued. I will, I won't say I'm immune from that hustle mentality. I think it's kind of inside of me. I'm not, I'm not sure I can ever totally get rid of that, but it's been really great to be in a place where just there's more ease to life. I would also say that there's much less kind of consumerism here. I feel less pressure to, I don't, I don't feel like I'm comparing myself to other people, which I certainly did more when I lived in the U S as much as I don't want to, it's kind of natural that you're, everybody's kind of living in a similar way. And so it's really easy to go, Oh, why are, why do they have this? And I don't, or what, why are they making that choice? And I'm not here. Everybody has such different cultures that they're bringing in, in the expat community and I, I just, Portuguese culture in general, I don't feel like it has that same level of consumerism that we have back in the U.S., which I really, really appreciate that. We feel really at home here. We feel really aligned with this place. We feel really peaceful. Um, I, I feel like our access to food, healthy food has gotten even better. We've learned where to have adventures, what beaches to go to. It's, it's awesome. So right now we have no plans to leave. We're really, really loving our life here. Okay, let's switch gears here and listen to two clips from my client and published author, Amy Lofko, on what she learned from publishing her first book. Here's episode 69, One Year Later, What I Learned from Publishing My First Book with Amy Lofko. The book was the start, not the product or the end. And that's what I've found most amazing about it is that it is, it ended up being the start of the journey as opposed to here's my finished product, ta-da. It really became now this is the driving force behind the work that I do and the way that I serve people and the way I want to impact the world. It's staying in your zone of genius, staying in what you love and what you're passionate about and outsourcing the rest of that, knowing that it's going to pay off because you can show up more engaged because you have the energy for all that you're doing and all the messages that you're delivering because they really do matter. They matter to other people and how they're going to live their lives. I love these so much. And in the first clip, she talks about how the book was really the beginning for her. And I love that framing because a lot of times for those of us who aspire to authorhood, we see the book as the end goal, but I see a book as a catalyst. It's a thing that spurs you toward that next thing that you want to achieve, whether it's having an impact with your message or knowledge or story or it's launching a business or brand, or it's getting into speaking, really commanding that keynote stage and and getting those invitations. Um, That book can be such a powerful catalyst for that. And I think too, that a lot of times it's so easy to anchor to that physical end product of the book as the goal, as the the ultimate completion. Um, But what I find that the authors that I work with, whether one-to-one coaching or in my programs, is that the journey becomes maybe the most important part, the journey and the unfolding after the journey. The book is obviously an amazing thing to complete. It's incredible to get to hold your book in your hands and know that you did that, you created that. 
But I think what's more incredible is what that book opens up for you in the future. In the second clip, Amy talked a little bit about outsourcing. And I really appreciate her pointing that out because especially when you are in that next phase um, and even along the way of writing your book, but when you get into that next phase and you really need to build your author platform or you're growing your business, being able to delegate and outsource and bring other people in to help you amplify your mission, your message, and allow you to step into that zone of genius, um, you'll just find that it has an energetic shift and that you're able to show up in more of your fullness and really step into that potential, that purpose that, that you're meant to. Okay, on to a solo episode in which I answered some questions. So here is episode number 71, Ask Stacy Your Writing and Publishing Questions Answered. The biggest pro of publishing, the thing that lights me up, that keeps that gets me out of bed in the morning, that keeps me doing what I do, is that writing a book for many of us is achieving a dream. The dream might be to be an author or it might be to impact lives. And this is a catalyst for that. And so if that is on your heart and your soul and you feel that as the direction that you're meant to go, just know that you can do it. You can. It takes effort over time. That effort can be easier with support like a program or like a coach, but you can do it. One of the things that I try to do in this podcast is provide encouragement and normalize greatness. I think it's really easy to look to people we admire and think that they're special, think that they have some inherent talent or some some leg up, which, yeah, that can be true. There's certainly privilege out there. So I want to acknowledge that. But I also want to point out that in writing, in nearly everything we do, it's not always the most talented people that are successful. Some of the greatest writers of our time have never had their work read. And it it does end up being that the people that are consistent and disciplined and show up and do the work and stick to it, they're the ones that see success. So I want to encourage you with this idea that you absolutely can achieve whatever dream it is that you've set for yourself, whether it's writing a book, moving abroad, starting a business, launching a brand, making an impact with your story or your message. I really hope this clip encouraged you today to make your dream happen. Let's listen now to an episode that I did with Robin Bethel on my team. Here's episode number 76, Working with a Ghostwriter, Why, What, How, and How Much with Robin Bethel. The beauty of giving shape to what's inside you with a book. And I just love the way that that's said. What do you mean by it? Can you explain that for our viewers and listeners? Sure. Um, Well, I feel like each of us has this really stunning, inherent goodness and beauty inside of us. And we each have our own gifts and these gifts flow from all that's inside. Um, There's a David White quote that I really love that um, hopefully I get it right, but a line from his poem, What to Remember on Waking. And he says, to be human is to become visible while carrying what is hidden as a gift to others. And I feel like that line speaks to what I mean as well. Um, A book, certainly not the only way 
to extend what's inside of us out into the world, but it is a really beautiful way. So beautifully said. Doesn't Robin have such a calming presence as well? I really love this idea of extending what's inside of us out into the world. And I often think about the work that I and my team do as throwing like stones into a pond. And so each author that we have the honor of supporting, they have a ripple effect. And oftentimes there's another stone that picks up their message and creates another ripple effect. And what I love about authorhood and just, yeah, writing a book and sharing it with the world is that you are having an unseen impact. You are creating something and impacting people in a way that you will never even be fully aware of. And I think that's such a beautiful thing to take what's in you, share it with the world and create an experience and impact for someone else. Let's listen now to our last clip with my wonderful client, David Morales. Here's episode 70, Grit, Grace, and Writing a Book as a High-Level Executive with author David Morales. And so the final thing I'll say in terms of the professional side is understand your own persona, your self-awareness. Be humble. If you're in a room with executives and you're sort of like 10 tiers down, well, understand how to create value quickly so that the executives say, we want that person in the room. The higher up you go, frankly, what I've learned is that I am a servant. I'm not a leader. The higher I go in my career, it is literally clear to me, I am here to serve people. And it has enabled me to create incredible teams of successful people that, frankly, I serve. I'm not their leader. I'm their servant. And it has had incredible results, at least in the last uh, several years here. A mindset of service. Yes. I love this so much. And for me, this has been my orientation to the world since I was really young. Um, My dad is a chiropractor and as a chiropractic physician, he really had to be there in the service of his patients. And so, you know, he always talked about that and he always talked about how he was there to serve them. And I've carried that mindset into my business. So I love hearing David articulate this. This also really extends to writing a book, to giving a talk, to really anything you do. Because when you are focusing on serving the person that is engaging with your work, again, whether it's a book you've written, something on social media, a talk you're giving, it really takes the spotlight off of your own insecurities and doubts. And it allows you to reorient your focus off of yourself and onto others, to show up for others. And that is really, really freeing. It is a gigantic mindset shift that I had to go through when I started speaking. Uh, I used to get really nervous and, um, you know, all the normal things, worry I'd mess up, worry I'd say something silly. And when actually it was my dad, before I gave a keynote once, he coached me through, it's about, it's not about you, Stacy. it's about them. And I've really held that closely. And this clip from David, I think does such a, a beautiful, beautiful job of illustrating what that looks like in action. So that is it for our clips for episode 
100. That is a wrap on episode 100. Wow. I, I, I have to say when I realized that I was going to be recording the hundredth episode, I was like, is that right? Is this really episode a hundred? And it feels really good to be at this milestone and to get to share with you some of my favorite episodes. I've had so many amazing guests. So certainly in a future episode, I'll have to bring more clips from some of those great, great interviews. Um, but I hope you really enjoyed these conversations. One thing that I hope you'll also take out of my own story with this podcast is that, you know, it really is about consistency and showing up. One thing that we have found with this podcast is that we had to be publishing regularly. We needed to increase the frequency of publishing and really show up no matter what. And I think that's true in writing a book. I think it's true in building a business and really any big thing that you want to accomplish. So thank you for joining me in this reflection episode. Thanks for celebrating this awesome milestone with me. And I'm so grateful to have you as part of this journey. As always, I want to thank the people that make this podcast possible. Thanks to Rita Dominguez for being an amazing producer of the pod. Thanks to Catherine Fishman for project support and helping make sure that all the things get done. And thanks to Kim Foster for ensuring that everything that we go out, that goes out into the world is error-free and uh, beautifully crafted for you. I will be back with you before you know it. You can always access show notes, including any links mentioned in this episode at stacyennis.com slash podcast. And you can connect with me at stacyennis.com on Instagram at Stacy Ennis or on Facebook at Stacy Ennis Creative. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Here's to building lives that are beyond better.